Good news, LRC Nation. Let's Run.com Supporters Club members now have access to private podcast. The bonus podcast feed is here, and the Joshua Cheptegagai Zoom video is going to be our first podcast released early to Supporters Club's members. It will then be released to everyone, but going forward, Supporters Clubs will have extra podcasts that regular members won't get. So if you want access to the extra podcast, sign up today. Let's run.com slash subscribe. You can save 20% on running shoes as well. Bonus content, extra content, early access to content, private supporters forum, chat with the owners of let'srun.com, get extra training advice. It's what you want to be, where you want to be. Check it out, let'srun.com slash subscribe. Here is the Chapter Guy Zoom. Link to the video if you want it in the show notes for supporters club members. We are so fortunate to be joined by the man of the moment right now in global distance running. He is the 2019 World Cross Country Champion, the 2019 World Champion in the 10,000 meters on the track. He is the world record holder on the roads at 5K and 15K. And as of last week, he is the world record holder for 5,000 meters on the track with his 1235-36 in Monaco. We're so pleased to be joined by Joshua Cheptegei. Joshua, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And we've also got Joshua's manager, Yuri van der Velden, is with us as well. Yuri, thanks for joining us from the Netherlands. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So I'll start with a simple one, Joshua. How does it feel right now to be the world record holder for 5,000 meters? I think I really, uh, I am really a very happy man, of course, and uh, I am very Felt with the, I, I'm really filled with a lot of enthusiasm and uh, with a lot of uh, energies, a lot of motivation, excitement, you know, it's really something big, man, you know, I just imagine myself, you know, uh, writing history where some people were placing different odds against me, people were saying that uh, his PR is not really that fast, so how, how is he going to make it, you know, I'm really so, so, so happy and very delighted, you know. Yeah, it was a, a huge PR for you on the track. You'd only you'd run twelve fifty one on the roads, but only twelve fifty seven on the track. So twenty two second personal best as well. Um, did you sell it? How did you celebrate the record? You know, uh, of course, uh, I am Akela. When I break the world record, of course, that moment really, I just I just take uh, of course a flashback, of course. Uh, asking myself if, if really it's me, and uh, I, I really ask, I really ask myself, how much really, how much grace do I, do I really deserve this, man? You know, although I really do a lot of hard work, and of course when I when I of course focus on how the preparations have been really, it sometimes gives me a lot of uh, tears of joy, you know, you know. And coming back home to Uganda, what was the reception like? Uh, were people congratulating you? Like, what, what's it been like the last few days in, in back home? Yeah, we're back in Uganda, of course. Uh, remember when we, when we flew to Monaco, of course, it was the, the first lady, of course, and the Minister of Sports, who actually flagged us off, uh, to, to, to travel to Monaco. You know, Uganda still has, uh, they still have uh, travel restrictions and the airport is really closed. And the borders are still closed, uh, closed. So it was actually going to be the, the worst obstacle, uh, you know, to get to Monaco. But we saw it uh, when we were trying to engage the government. Of course, the government was receptive and they, uh, they liked the idea. And of course, we saw the president, of course, uh, chattering the plane, 
to take us to uh, Nairobi and of course fly to uh, Monaco. So I really, absolutely, it was really something great, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we, we all watched the race on Friday, but I'm sort of curious about the buildup. Uh, was there a workout beforehand that you kind of knew that told you you were going to, you were in world record shape before the race? Yeah, I can uh, tell you guys that, uh, of course, uh, in the beginning of the season when I did uh, 12, uh, 51 on the roads, uh, I knew myself that uh, Akila running at 1251 would really uh, take me to the world record uh, for 5K on the road, on the track. So me, initially, with my with my manager, Yuri van der Velden, and, of course, uh, Coach Adi, of course, uh, we were prepared, of course, that uh, in case the Olympic Games uh, postponed, of course, we were going to speak to Monaco, of course, to organize the 5,000 meters world record attempt. And, of course, I was really doing, you know, a lot of uh, great sessions, of course, in a world record pace in training. And, of course, things were really pretty going very, very well. And my body was really picking absolutely fantastic. And, of course, when I was heading to Monaco, the only, the only obstacle was how was I really going to get to Monaco because of the travel restrictions. That was the only uh, challenge to me. But uh, the shape was really, uh, really great, you know. So you, did you have any doubts when you got there that you were going to break the world record or not? It seems like you were very confident. Uh, I never, I never uh, had any doubts about me, uh, although so many people were still commenting on the, uh, my personal base. But uh, remember the fact that uh, after the Commonwealth Games in uh, 2018, when I went to double, of course, in Australia, I was really looking up to uh, running uh, 12, uh, sub 1250 uh, on a 5K uh, on the track uh, in 2018 Diamond Leagues. But nevertheless, I was actually reduced uh, with injuries. And of course, I missed out on the track season and ended up with a 15-kilometer world record. But nevertheless, I still kept on the fight for uh, my rise in, in, in the Diamond Leagues, of course, where I won the, the 5K finals, of course. And that was all the preparation that uh, gave me all the momentum and, of course, the motivation that really the record is really possible. Mm-hmm. So I never really have, I really, I never had any doubts absolutely about it. What about the weather? Did that worry you at all? Because it was a lot warmer when you broke the record than when the last couple of records have been set by Bekele and Gebra Selassie. I think, uh, of course, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, for that day, of course, for the world record, of course, the weather was not really all that really good. But I remember, of course, uh, I, uh, when we were preparing, of course, for the Olympic Games, even before its cancellation, I uh, was really prepared for a hot, uh, humid conditions. And of course, uh, the, the weather didn't play really something big, by, because you, you also saw the, the rest of the guys, like uh, 800 meters, they ran a faster time, of course. And of course, you could also see in uh, 1500 meters, the, the man they did a fantastic 328. And of course, you saw also uh, the second guy, of course, who was uh, running with me, uh, Kimeli, did a 1251, uh, the PB. And of course, with also the likes of the, uh, the, the women 5K, they did a fantastic PB. So that means uh, the weather wasn't really all that bad, no. Mm-hmm. What about when you're warming up? Did you, did you feel good in the warm-up? How did that feel? Uh, when I was doing a warm-up, of course... Uh, the body was just like, you know, uh, getting ready, you know, like, you know, I was really, you know, I was really fine, you know, good. So it, di- it didn't feel like it was too warm outside or anything like that? 
no i wasn't really i wasn't really actually in the beginning of course i was feeling hot i, I was feeling of course hot and i was sweating a lot and uh yeah I, I, I of course i approached it in a better way where i said to myself really i need to do uh less of uh jogging of course and uh you know not to do a lot of jogging and of course uh, lose out of the energy and train uh, train a lot of uh, water for the body so the, the best was to uh you know change the mindset and of course do something uh uh moderate and of course uh uh keep the, the energy of course mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah absolutely we we've got a question from one of the members of our let's run supporters club and yes. it's from poster his name he's going by diet bacon and his question is did you train differently for a record attempt like this as compared to how you would train for a championship race like the olympics uh well of course uh basing of course uh on the, the current situations of course with covid-19 uh before covid-19 like i said before uh me and my coach and uh, of course uh, uh manager europe and the building of course my coach we have a very good working relationship with the, my coach and uh also ari so in a sense he has learned my body and of course he knows the kind of preparation that uh makes me uh be on another level and of course with the with the, with, 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 with the 5k preparation of course uh it was really amazing the body was responding quite uh, really great you know so he's really a fantastic coach and he really knows uh the right training of course for me to become uh to bring the level which is of course uh a one record uh, level of course kind of yeah. but you you mentioned you did a lot of workouts at world record pace is that the same sort of thing you would do say prior to doha last year would you also do that kind of workout or would it be different sessions I think of course uh for Doha uh, last year we never did kind of uh, uh training of course for like uh, special trainings of course like uh what we did now of course uh, there are a lot of changes you know in Doha uh, for Doha of course it was just to build uh, the endurance of course and uh, some maybe some speed a little speed but not all that uh, kind of uh, having the level of uh, 26 uh, 26 uh, 20 26 uh, team no that was I, I just needed a 26 uh, maybe 45 then that, that that was good for the win you know mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. kind of like so let, let's go to the race itself on friday um one of the things i was curious about they use the wave light technology uh to help pace you and that's something that's only been on the circuit for a year or two now how much do you think that helped you during the race i think uh of course uh I I I didn't I didn't really uh my 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 mind was not actually on the wavelength of course because I was even uh, curious I was not really kind of asking myself but uh, I thought it was a kind of light which is a, you could see like uh, uh frequently but it was just like a kind of uh uh flashing light like this and then it goes off you know but so I I really didn't really realize whether whether it was kind of uh uh, uh you know like contributing to a lot of uh you know you know fast running but uh, in actual sense it is uh, it was guiding the pacemakers of course but after when the pacemakers were going i was not after the light i was just it was chipped again and of course uh, the world record so you want you weren't really paying attention to it the, once the paces were gone no 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 i wasn't i wasn't that no yuri go ahead yeah jonathan i think it's fair to say that it's it's mostly designed for spectators and and you know tv audience rather than for the runners itself because 
you know, it's, it's fairly low on the ground. So it's, it's quite difficult to see unless you're watching your feet. And I think most of the runners, they are looking a little bit more ahead in the distance. So, um, and early on in the race, I think it was after pretty much halfway, Joshua was pretty much on or ahead of the light. So then it's pretty hard to, to, to see it unless you're really paying attention to it. But I, I think it's, it's mostly designed for spectators and commentary to, to make it, you know, watch friendly to, for people to see and to understand what's going on. So for people to understand, Hey, this guy is really running at the world record rather than for the athlete himself to know where he is because I think uh, but Joshua can command himself I think he's more watching at the clock to know what kind of you know 400 meter splits he's running rather than the the, the light itself because it, it's so low to the ground it's it's pretty difficult to to see if you're running at high speed yeah that it's it's interesting to me because your paces were so consistent even in the second half when as you said you were ahead of the lights and they were all within about half a second of each other, almost the entire, I think your last six laps, none of them were faster than 59.64, and none of them were slower than about 60.33 or so. How do you get so consistent? How do you lock into that pace that well? I think, uh, of course, uh, with the, a lot of, uh, you know, like Enema's, Enema's uh, developments, of course, from my career, uh, you could see, Every year comes in, and of course, uh, it is chapter guy taking uh, his career, of course, and running to another level. And uh, I think I'm a kind of guy who really does a lot of lapping, and of course, uh, I'm good at lapping. And of course, uh, but one thing that I'm not really, uh, mas- uh, one thing that I'm not really so good or perfect is that um, I'm not, I'm not still good for uh, fast, uh, for fastest uh, last 400. But of course, when it comes to pacing, like uh, maintaining a 60, maybe a 59, chapter guy will always do a 60. Chapter guy will always do a 58. So I have really done it in training. So it's not really something which is uh, difficult for me, you know. Have you always been good at that in training or is that something you had to work on? Uh, of course, I've been really uh, doing it in training. Even when, 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 when the coach is saying, uh, uh, Joshua, you are going to do a sets of uh, 400 or maybe sets of... Uh, uh, one thousand times was maybe five or six or maybe like that. I really, if you saying that, if you saying that the fast case is actually uh, two thirty-five, of course. Even if I don't have a watch, I can still uh, uh, pretty, uh, I can still do uh, two thirty-five even without looking at my watch. You know, I really it's actually in the mind. Of course, I can know I'm doing a sixty. I can know I'm doing a sixty-five, sixty-three. That's perfect with me. You know, kind of that. Let me ask, uh, jump in here. So back to the race, so you're ahead of the light. I mean, when the rabbit stopped, you were behind the light, so you're a little bit behind pace. Did you realize you needed to pick it up a little bit? But then after that, you're ahead of the light. So were you aware the whole time I'm ahead of world record pace? Was someone yelling out the splits to you? Or are you having, because when I used to run, it would be hard for me to do the math when I'm exhausted. And then with 400 meters to go, did you realize all I need is a 61? Like take us through that mindset. Of when the rabbit stopped, did you think oh, I'm a little bit behind? I'm screwed, or what? What did you think? And then what did you think again with 400 meters to go? I think, of course, uh, when I crossed, of course, uh, when the, when uh, actually the, 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 the Ramsden, of course, from Australia, uh, the guy, the last guy, of course, who was pacing me uh, left, of course, the truck at halfway. I was actually looking at the watch and it was oh man, it was actually uh, at the 2.4k. It was actually 
it was actually something which was a, at six, six, six or four or six or something like that. Six of six of six of four. And then of course I was looking at uh, every 200 uh, at the start of the 5K, at the finish of the 5K, I was actually looking at uh, crossing at the same interval. Like if I'm doing, uh, if, I, if I cross with a, uh, a 7.35, if I cross with a 7.35 or a 3K, that means if I can still do another lap at 60 and I will still arrive at a, a 8.35. So I was actually looking at that kind of uh, system, of course. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Wait, Robert, when, you know, when you run 60 seconds a lap, it's easier than when you run 70 or 76 or... <laughs> Yeah, the math is easy. Just you're adding a zero every time. And I thought one of the most, I don't know if cute is the right word, but how you were, you used your own watch. Were you looking at your own watch or were you looking at the stadium clock? <laughs> you didn't trust the stadium clock? Why were you using your own wristband there? I think uh, you, you you guys would be really, really amazing, of course, because uh, actually uh, when you look at it, of course, I think I'm addicted to, of course, uh, having a watch in training, of course. And they, if I don't put on a watch, uh, my my... My, I, I wouldn't really feel a kind of feeling that I'm really, you know, uh, good to go for a run or something like that. So I'm really actually addicted to having a watch. And of course, the other element, of course, was to see if uh, my lapping splits uh, is really matching with the, the current pace that I'm actually moving at. So I just wanted to be sure that uh, the pacing I'm doing is actually on the one record pace, like uh, 230, 230, 230. That, that, was, that, that was it. I wanted to be sure that uh, my rhythm is actually good for the one record, you know. Well, Robert mentioned it. I noticed when you crossed the finish line, you sort of, you had this celebration and then about half a second later, you kind of re- realized, oh, I forgot to stop my watch. And you look down and you click the thing. Were you, what were you thinking about during that moment? Uh, at that point, of course, I wanted to, uh, uh, of course, uh, maybe uh, later, of course, I wanted to, you know, you know, for me, I'm a kind of person who uh, I keep records, of course, and uh, I, 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 of course, write diaries, of course. And I wanted to be sure that I have uh, what what my clock was saying, and uh, you know, like what my watch was also saying. And uh, of course, I share with you maybe uh, can discuss when I'm with the coach. And it also has a lot of information about uh, my my heartbeat, a lot of things, kind of that, you know. So, what was what did the final watch say when you stopped it? What was the time? I think it did say uh, twelve three uh, five, but of course, it was five point zero three kilometers. Kind of that. Five point one or five point three? Yeah, kind of that. Five people want to know if you're zero, gonna, zero, one, zero, three, Kind of that, you know. Yeah, yeah. People want to yeah, know if yeah. you're going to upload that to like the internet to Garmin Connect or Strava or or something yeah, like that. So yeah. Is it? Yeah, they want to see it. Maybe, maybe, maybe I, I, I can really do that. Maybe I think. And yeah. You That'd need to nice. get your your agent to get you a get you a watch endorsement. It's a natural for you. But well, what what? Is it taking your heart rate? How high does your heart rate get during a race? I think is it, is it's it recording really, your heart rate. Mm, I think uh, I've always have a, had a consistent kind of a heart rate, and uh, it's, all, it's always been consistent. That's why uh, I have not been able to kind of uh, uh, look so dizzy, and of course, uh, you know, like because actually the, the, the body is actually adapting very well you now, and even as for now. Uh, I could even still do a race, uh, a even now, like a sub, uh, you know, like that kind of. That. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I noticed while watching the race is you just looked so controlled and smooth over the last mile, and it looked like you could have run another mile at that pace. Did you ever feel 
tired? Were you ever hurting during the race? Uh, uh, in the beginning of the race, of course, I was, uh, you know, I was still uh, like a 1K, 1K, uh, 1.4K. But of course, after the 1.4K, of course, I, uh, you know, uh, I was really, really feeling good, you know. I never get, uh, I was not getting hard, you know, and I was not really feeling uh, a, a bad breath, a heavy breath, and there was no fatigue in my legs. So I just wanted to make history and, uh, you know, you know, yeah. Now, one of the things you mentioned is that there were some people who doubted whether you could get the record. And I think Robert and I were probably among them. We thought, I think I said it was a less than a 10% chance and Robert on our podcast you know, said he didn't think it was going to happen because it was too hot. Did you pay attention to any of that stuff that we wrote beforehand? Did that motivate you at all? Uh, actually, I was reading a lot of uh, a lot of comments. Of course, there are a lot of people who are uploading uh, different videos uh, on uh, on YouTube on different platforms. They were saying uh, when I looked at the comments, people are like, "Oh my gosh, this guy is not going to make it. The truck is not like uh, the road. Well, even if he has." Uh, uh, he has a 5k on the road record, a 10k, a 15k. So it's not really good in a track. And of course, uh, that was from the look of uh, people. But of course, I was, uh, you know, sometimes I have, I'm a kind of person who believes in myself. And of course, the odds were put against me because they were really so high uh, to what people, of course, uh, could see, which was realistically uh, true to them. But of course, to me, who had really done and given it all in training, of course. I know that I needed the odds to be tough so that I can really make it and give it all and prove uh, to the world that things are really possible if you can give your mind and your attention to it, you know. Yeah, well, you, you definitely proved us wrong. And Yuri, after the race, actually, you messaged me and you said uh, maybe Rojo should be positive now about that. So he kind of proved us wrong. Well, yeah. I, oh, sure. I think it's fair to say if you... I mean, if you are talented as Joshua is, uh, and you work, uh, you know, you work for it for five months with a lot of dedication and and hard work. Does it really surprise you that that he breaks the world record? I think that's maybe more of the question because people sometimes think this comes, you know, just comes over a night, and uh, we just asked for it a month beforehand. But this was already planned for, and uh, for like like I said, we requested it since March uh, and, and, and Joshua and, and myself and coach Adi already had this discussion about the world record 5k last year already like hey this is possible but it's not the right time right now because Olympics is coming so there wasn't really a good time and, and like Joshua mentioned earlier in the conversation in 2018 he was injured he was out for the whole summer 2019 wasn't really a good year to to have a ch- shot at it and now with the, the Diamond League um, not having 5Ks, it's also a little bit more complicated. So we were really blessed that uh, in a way, like this is obviously not a very easy year, but in a way we were blessed this year that uh, Monaco gave us the opportunity and, and Joshua could dedicate and focus for it for five months. And um, yeah, I think, you know, from our perspective, it's not a, a surprise. I understand from from people from outside that there's a lot of, you know, questions like, hey, how can it happen? But then again, if, if you're so talented, if you work, uh, you know, work daily, day in, day out for it five months in a row, does it really surprise you? Uh, I don't I don't think so. Well, I think the thing, certainly I would say probably in my mind is we've built Ken Issa Bekele up to just this legendary status that you see his world record. It stood for 16 years and he's won all these Olympic titles, all these world titles, 
that you think, oh man, how can any current athlete even get close to that? Because he's this mythological figure of the sport. But, you know, I, I think now we sort of realize after what Joshua's done the last 12 months with the world records, the world championships, he's starting to get to that level. And one thing that you've said, Joshua, is you said you want to become, you to always tell your coach, you want to become the greatest distance runner of all time. When did that Absolutely. first become an aim for you? Uh, when I first uh, joined, of course, Global, when I was still a teenager, when I was just still young, uh, that was uh, 20, 2014. I, I, I actually met uh, Yuri in, a, in, in, a, in Akira, it was in Bangalore, of course, the 10K. And of course, uh, I was number two behind uh, Geoffrey Cameron. And of course, I, I, I did, of course, the World Juniors. And uh, when we met with Yuri in, in Portland, of course, in Oregon, I always told Yuri, Yuri, I really want to be the best. I want to be the best of the world. I want to really do uh, amazing things like, of course, uh, Kenyanisa, like Capri Selassie, of course, like uh, Eliud, of course. And of course, Yuri was like, uh, Joshua, man, uh, I know you really have the talent, but uh, you need the, all the, the necessary support, of course. You, you, need a, you need a strong team. You need a good coach. You need everything of course but uh having the positive mind of course and uh, being patient and of course working hard it will really get take you some time but of course it is worth it you know yeah yuri when he tells you that back in 2014 that he wants to be one of the greats what are you thinking oh he could actually do this he's that good or are you thinking oh this is just a you know some guy who has big goals but might never get there what was your reaction when he tells you that Oh, basically, what Joshua said, his first international race was in India, 10K, which is very competitive. Um, and Joffrey obviously won the race. And there was a host of other strong guys who run 27 minutes. And, um, you know, coming second in that hard race already tells you a lot about the person. And obviously, it doesn't take a very specialist eye to see that his running style and, you know, is very efficient and, so it all made sense to, to me. Um, obviously, he was still young and had a very long way to go. But now, six years down the road, I think, down the road, I think we can say that, um, yeah, he, he did make the progression and the, and, and the steps he had to. And I think one of the very positive things about Joshua is that he is patient. And um, we can't say that from, from every other athlete coming from Africa because there's a lot of talented athletes, but they all jump straight to the roads and to the marathon and stuff. And... Joshua has always been, um, I think uh, Joshua may remember this as well. In 2014, when we met in uh, Bangalore, he was like, uh, hey, well, so I can run half marathon this fall. And we've always been able to to convince him not to do so. And we are now yeah. six years down the road. He still didn't run a half marathon. I think it's, it may come soon. But um, it tells a lot about uh, the person, Joshua, if, if you're that patient for so long. Um, and, and that willing to listen to, to guidance and, and able to adapt um, where others might, you know, jump to the road straight away and, and forget about track. You, Joshua went back. You know, the traditional system in Uganda is more in cross-country and distance-based rather than speed-based. So um, with the help of Adi, we've been able to bring Joshua back a little bit in, you know, in terms of training towards speed, speed work and go from the bottom up rather than to start halfway and, and, and continue. So yeah. um, I think all those ingredients, they, they helped to, to build Joshua to be the athlete he is right now. And uh, yeah, I think that the main thing is that, you know, he's, he's a guy who, who is willing to listen. And as long as you make sense, sometimes he also says like, hey, 
thank you for the advice, but no, but, uh, you know, as long as it makes sense, you, you will always take it to heart. Well, we, we like that he runs the cross country. That's one of our favorite events at let's run.com. So we, we're glad that you've run well cross country, the last two events. Uh, Robert, you have a question. Yeah. I'm curious why you guys chose the 5,000 meters for the world record attempt. I mean, before this meet, you were known more as the 10,000 meter guy. So why did you guys pick the 5,000? And then what's next? I mean, some people, you're, you're so fit. When Bikile set the world record, he ran the 10,000 world record eight days later. Are you going to go for the 10,000 world record this year? Or maybe even go try to break, how fast do you think you could run in the 5,000 if it was, you know, 15 degrees centigrade instead of 23? Uh, yeah, uh, of course, uh, I would first begin with, uh, of course, uh, your question. Uh, uh, like I said before, uh, when I did uh, a 12.51, of course, uh, in Monaco, I did a 12.51 when I was uh, actually preparing for the World Half Marathon in Poland. But unfortunately, of course, uh, I used, uh, of course, fortunately, I used Monaco as a build-up to uh, Poland. And at that time, I just uh, began doing, uh, it was just actually like positions uh, before Monaco. And I was pretty, of course, I was surprised and amazed, of course, at the display, at the uh, breaking the world record, of course, of 1251, because I was actually doing endurance, endurance, endurance. But of course, I really knew that this was the time for me to actually uh, do a faster 5K on the track. Because realistically, uh, Barrega, the likes of Gachelcha, uh, Hagos, that did, that did uh, in 2018, of course, uh, 1243 in uh, Brussels, of course, that was really fast. But I miss it and I, I, still, uh, I still had, of course, something in my mind that, ah, yeah, I never got uh, a faster 5K. So I just needed to be, uh, I, I just wanted to have another challenge of uh, uh, doing something crazy and of course something special. That was the idea. And uh, when, I, when I did a 5K on the road, of course, uh, Yuri and, uh, and Yuri, of course, uh, we talked with the Remy, of course, the organizer of the 5K. Uh, of course, and he was like, "Oh man, uh, you are still welcome. We can still do something uh, in the future." And of course, when the when the virus hit hard, and of course, uh, when the, the Olympics was cancelled, the right moment, of course, to break the world record was, of course, not any other year but this year. Because next year you're gonna have the Olympic Games 2022. You are gonna have uh, the World Championship uh, 2023, the World Championship, and of course, Paris Olympics. So there was no any other year than than this year. And what's your what's your next race on your schedule? Uh, for now, of course, uh, if all goes well, of course, uh, with uh, uh, yeah, I might I might do something special. You know, I have a surprise. Uh, you know, like I might run at a ten thousand meters. Uh, soon, maybe uh, uh, we are almost getting close to it. Maybe you will have a lot of uh, more updates on it. But uh, I'm sure, pretty sure that maybe in two weeks uh, you will really see something cooking up. You know, like there's something on plan, but. I don't want to mention about it. Uh, Yuri will say about it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yuri? I think it's fair to say that the, the first confirmed race is uh, World Half. Okay. Yeah. But then it sounds like the pretty fast 10,000 could could be confirmed pretty soon. I guess that's TBD. Joshua, you, your sponsor, Nike, they, they've been making some amazing shoes. You know, obviously the Vaporflies have gotten a, a lot of publicity. And I think one of the reasons why there was some doubt about it is you'd run fast on the roads, but not the track. Which do you view as faster? Like if you're wearing spikes 
you know, on the track or the vapor flies on the road, which do you think is a faster, like if you were the supreme same fitness, which would you run faster on the road or the track? I think of course, I'm a kind of uh, athlete who is really gifted on the track, on the cross country, on the roads, uh, maybe even in maybe even a, maybe even in a, in a mountain races because I capture is really very hidden. And of course, I'm really so blessed that I have a natural talent, of course, God-given talent. And that makes me, of course, to become exceptional. You have seen really athletes who are good at the, on the track. You have also seen athletes who are only good on the roads. To me, it doesn't matter, of course, uh, as an athlete, of course, uh, the most important thing, of course, is having the right preparation and, of course, uh, right training and, of course, having the right preparation mentally, of course, and physically. That's really very important, and, and, and of course, not forgetting um, having uh, in mind that, uh, of course, where do you want to be in uh, five years? You know, having realistic goals, and of course, for me, uh, breaking the world record, of course, was realistic, and of course, uh, the, the shoe cannot really play a lot of things, you know. But uh, look, man, we uh, uh, like for me, of course, who has uh, who came from injury, of course, from 2018. Uh, I find myself. Uh, the kind of uh, uh, the kind of spikes that I that are now in the market, of course, uh, with Nike, uh, they are very comfortable. Of course, they give me comfort. Of course, with, with my with my tendo, with my you know, I have I had injury, so I really feel that I want to put on a spike which really suits me better and which gives me confidence that really uh, it's good. You are not going to get uh, harm. You're not going to get tender problems. So just go for it, man. You know. The, you raced in the the dragonflies on Friday, which are the new Nike spikes. I mean, do, how do they do? They feel different compared to your old spikes. Do you feel like they give you an advantage at all compared to what maybe Bekele raced in? I think, of course, for me, uh, I did not have a lot of. Uh, uh, I, I just see it's a it's a some kind of thing because. Uh, the only, the only, the, the, the only thing I liked about it, of course, is that the canvas. Because, like I told you, uh, my 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 knee is still not well, is still not well uh, recovered. So I need something which is uh, soft, which can really avoid the impact. Uh, yet, on another hand, of course, you know, of course, man, we are in a 2020. We are in 2020, and of course, we are not in 1980s. We are not in 1990s. We are not in 1970s. So every time we have to uh, accept the new developments in the sport, the new uh, the new technology. Maybe like of course you spoke about the web, like you spoke about uh, the watches, you spoke about the, the, the pacing, and even yeah, even the shoes. We, we are really we are really getting uh, uh, new innovations. Of course, you never know. Of course, like you saw in, in, in Indiana, Elliot was doing uh, with, with of course the lights, and of course with the different shoes. So it tells you that. Uh, Everything is special at every time, like you said. The, 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 the shoes, the spikes in in, in 1980, the, the, the spikes that the Caprice Lassie was using, the spikes that um, uh, Kenanisa Bekele was using at that time, they were special at that time, of course, because they had, they gave them confidence. And of course, if if if, if the shoes were really a, a real deal, of course, that means of course everybody can really do something special. But what can what really separates people from doing a record and the other is doing a record. So that means that it's about the mindset. And of course, because these are things that uh, everybody has opportunity over it. Like uh, Nike, Nike, uh, Nike, Akele, uh, Nike Akele, uh, they, 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 the shoes are not available for me alone. They are available for everybody. So that means 
everybody has an equal opportunity to really, uh, you know, have them, you know, kind of that. You, you mentioned Bekele, and, you know, he's the one whose record you broke, and you mentioned that he's sort of an idol of yours. Do you have a favorite Bekele race or memory? Uh, the memory? I think uh, when it did, uh, when it did, uh, was, it the, was it the Olympic Games uh, 2008? Yeah. 2008, yeah, when he won the double yeah. gold. Yeah, of course, of course. It's, it's special, you know, like kind of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. Uh, the five thousand against against Kipchoge. That's one of my favorite yeah. races ever as well. So that's a great absolutely, one. yeah, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Joshua, what was your your childhood like? I mean, do you have you know the Bekeles? There's a lot of Bekeles. They have brothers. He's got his his brother that runs. The Dababas have a bunch of sisters that run. Do you have any siblings? How did you get in? I mean, I, I know that you got into the sport sort of at school. You were a long jumper and triple jump. Tried to be a soccer uh, player, but it didn't work. But what is your family like? I think my family, of course, uh, uh, like uh, in Capture, of course, uh, my father, we used to live in the other part of the village, of course. And uh, my dad, of course, uh, was from, of course, a family uh, where, of course, uh, the great grands were great hunters. And they also, they were great pastoralists, of course. And when, whenever the other conflicts would arise from uh, the tribal conflicts, Complex. Uh, my great uh, grandparents, of course, would go and rescue the situation, uh, and they could run so many miles. So I think uh, that might be, of course, uh, how I received, uh, how I got into, uh, you know, like receive the talent. And of course, uh, in my childhood, of course, I I used to go and graze animals, of course, in the in the, in the, in the farm, and of course, we could we could put uh, some poles around the around the, 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 the around the, the grazing field. And of course, we would just run for fun with the other kids, and I really loved it, you know. And I didn't know it was going to be part of uh, it was going to be uh, a kind of a life-changing kind of story for me, you know. Mm. We have another question from the Let's Run Supporters Club. This one's from a poster called Monotony Easer, and yeah, he he wants to know the differences between running in Kenya and Uganda because you trained in Kenya under Patrick Sang for a little bit, but you grew up and now you're based again in Uganda, how does the running scene in Uganda compare to Kenya? What is it, are they, does ever, is it as big in Uganda as it is in Kenya? I think uh, uh, in Uganda it's still uh, not all that like Kenya because when you look at Kenya and Ethiopia, it's really a long distance running nation, but we have the same similar uh, talent of course, but uh, the other thing is that uh, the previous governments of course uh, from Uganda, you can see, a lot of uh, wars in Uganda. Uh, from independence, of course, there are now nine presidents, of course. That means that the, the other kind, the, the other part of the country, like uh, Kapchora, where we come from, of course, the high altitude, of course, uh, where we where our, our, our tribe mates live, of course, we had a problem of uh, the Karamojong uh, warriors, of course, who are killing people and raiding animals. We had the Pokots of Kenya who are also doing the same. That means that uh, we never go a kind of, uh, we never realize our potential in the early, maybe early 60s, 70s. That means if we had a really uh, an organized government by then, that means it would be like also like Kenya. But now we still, uh, we still just are beginning, you know, kind of that. But uh, the good thing is that uh, we are really uh, motivating a lot of uh, the young generation. And of course, it is picking up in a good way, you know, kind of that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because I've read that Stephen Kiprotich is a guy that inspired you. And now I'm sure you're inspiring a lot of younger guys in, in Uganda as well. And I was going to ask you, Yuri, because your agency works with athletes from Kenya and from Ethiopia as well, though I think you're focused mostly with the Ugandan athletes. But what do you notice as the differences between you know those big three running nations in East Africa? Well, as Joshua already mentioned, um, the culture in, in Uganda is not as much as in Kenya and Ethiopia, where it's been, I think in general, it's fair to say, and Joshua, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's fair to say that the general development of Kenya, Ethiopia is maybe 50 years ahead of Uganda. So that means also in athletics, that's the case, uh, even maybe uh, longer. So um, where Kenya and Ethiopia already started to build, obviously with Haile and 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 in Ethiopia, but all and Mirtas Yifter maybe already a longer time ago, and um, in in Kenya with Kip Kip Kaino and and all those other guys before Uganda, you know they had John Akibua, 400 meter hurdle guy who who came Olympic champion, um, and then after that it was fairly quiet until Moses Kip Zero, I think, and Boniface Kip Rob. Those were pretty much the guys. Uh, who started to run well early 2000s, uh, or maybe 2003, 2004 there in, in that era. For us, we started only in 2007 uh, in Uganda with, with Stephen Kiprotit and Benjamin Kiplagat. And, um, so it, it's, it's fairly new. Like Our company has been in Kenya and Ethiopia already since the, the 19s. In Uganda, we only started in 2007. So you you know you can't expect... Um, that we are at the same level as, as Kenya and Ethiopia in that perspective. Um, though we do see we are catching up quickly and, and not only with Joshua, there's a lot of other talented athletes in the group. Um, you know as well, Halima Nakai, the world champion 800 meter, but also Stephen Kisa, number six in the world last year in 10K, who's a training partner of Joshua. And there's a host of, of young talent coming up, but they just need time and like Joshua needed six years to, to get where he is right now. Uh, we now see a new generation who might surprise you in six years from now. It, it's just all about time and, and planning. Yeah. Well, I mean, last year uh, we saw it in Aarhus. Uganda won the, the team gold medal with uh, Joshua and Jacob Kiplimo going one too. So that was definitely, I think, a big step forward because it showed the depth, yeah. not just the talent at the very top. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Joshua, I know you studied literature when you were in university and like Elliot Kipchoge, you're a big reader. Do you have a, a favorite book? Uh, I have, uh, of course, uh, I, I also read books, but of course, uh, reading also one, uh, uh, it's, a, it's called uh, Grit, 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 Grit. And it's written by Angela Duckworth and it uh, speaks about resilience, of course, uh, you know, like, why, and why do you like it? Uh, I like about it. I like uh, because it really speaks about a lot of uh, things being really uh, like being genius. Of course, it's not about being uh, like uh, like uh, it's not like a gift, but you have to let that. It says that when you dedicate your life to doing something, of course, you become more grittier. Of course, you become more grittier, and of course, more smarter. You know. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I think you've you've been very generous with your time, Robert. Do you have any other final questions before we let Joshua and Yuri go here? Uh, 
Well, I, I guess if you're, I mean, I was just, my main questions are how much faster do you think you can go in better weather? Can you break 1230? And then if you're going to go for the 10,000, you know, some people are debating, you know, the, the two hour marathon, what about the sub 26 minute 10,000 meters? Do you think that's possible? I think, of course, uh, like, uh, of course, uh, when Eluto, of course, did Vienna, of course, he said that uh, no human is limited. You can do whatever, uh, like your purpose, your mind to do. You can really just the, the, the right support, of course, and the, you just need the right support and, of course, a proper mindset and, of course, uh, doing uh, what you are good at doing, doing best and doing best at what you are good at doing. And, of course, looking at the five solar meters, of course, uh, like, of course, you have seen, uh, I've been progressing, of course, from all over the years, making, uh, great improvements and great improvements. That shows that, uh, the level of commitment that I've also undertaken. And of course, the support of my coach, like now I, uh, Abi Ruta has been in Uganda for the previous years. And of course, that made a very huge impact. And, uh, we have a very good working relationship, of course, with him. And that speaks a lot that, uh, maybe also, uh, at twelve thirty, is also could be possible. Maybe, uh, maybe also maybe twenty six. Uh, maybe sub twenty six. I don't know. Maybe it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, uh, I would really love to to run a marathon, of course, in the future. And uh, that's where my dream is now. And uh, in maybe I don't know. Maybe five years from now. Maybe you know, like kind of that. I still have a lot of things to uh, fix now from now and the, until uh, uh, 224, 225. I still have a lot of things to accomplish and perhaps maybe try, of course, to run the marathon. Yeah, well, I'm def- we're definitely excited to see what you can do in the rest of 2020 because, you know, that 10,000, I think is going to be pretty fast if you end up running one. And then the World Half Marathon... Hopefully that's still on, and maybe you get to race against Jeffrey Camor, or and that he's the world record holder in that event. So that will be a special race for everyone. So awesome, awesome, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, you talked you talked about being the, the you know the greatest of all time, and you've already got the cross country, you got the track. Hopefully you get the, the world records in the Olympics. Move up to the marathon. You said mountain races. No one's ever done that. You know, in, in America, there's a lot of endurance races, like the Western States races. They have the Comrades Marathon. Maybe you could even add the ultra marathons <laughs> and the trail races. I don't too. know. Maybe, maybe kind of that. You know, yeah. Could, but do, do, you, do you think, I mean, I, I, well, I did read one thing that like with Bekele, they thought that perhaps one of his mistakes was, and wasn't necessarily all his fault, but they got rid of the world cross country. You know, he was so good at that. And then Josh Herman said, well, he, he kind of just, he didn't have anything to focus on in the winter. Um, do, do you think, you know, is it hard to stay focused if you don't have a competition? Do you think you'll keep doing world cross country? I mean, sometimes when people get really big, they kind of stop doing that. But do you think you know you'll keep doing that while you're good at it, or or, or once you go move to the marathon, you, you wouldn't be doing that? Because back in the day, like Paula Radcliffe would run world cross country, and then a week or two later, she would run the London marathon. But you don't see that so much anymore. I think, of course, uh, like now, uh, like when they, when, when, of course, uh, they very, uh, well, like, like now, World Cross Country is, uh, cancer, of course, uh, that means, of course, we have a plan B, of course. And if plan B is not working, we have a plan C. And if not, if plan C is not working, of course, we're going to have the next plan, of course. We, you know, it's good to have uh, a lot of plans and, of course, uh, options. And uh, if, if A is not working, if B is not working, then you're going to move to the next plan, you know, and, Absolutely, uh, maybe I can do something different, you know. 
All right. Well, Joshua, this was a pleasure to talk to you. And again, congratulations on the world record. One of the one of the most incredible performances I've ever seen. And it really it made this whole summer of track worthwhile. There'd been so few meets and so many months without any competition to see you out there on the track in Monaco, uh, breaking this legendary world record was really a thrill for everyone. So thanks for uh, talking to us and congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you so much.